This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, September 28th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Who's in and who's not at historic conference? Vilsack's view. CR nominees advance. Connor lawmakers have key roles at conference. Some leading lawmakers and one of the top CEOs of the ag industry will have prominent places today at the historic White House Conference on Hunger, Nutrition, and Health. After President Biden kicks off the conference with remarks, domestic policy advisor Susan Rice is hosting a conversation with the conference leading proponent, Representative Jim McGovern, the Democrat from Massachusetts. Senate Ag Committee members Cory Booker, the New Jersey Democrat, and Mike Braun, the Indiana Republican, are also on that panel. Chuck Conner, President and CEO of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives, moderating a panel discussion on ways to help local food systems offer nutritious food and support farmers and ranchers. Aaron Fitzgerald, CEO of the U.S. Farmers and Ranchers in Action, is leading a panel discussion on making it easier for people to access affordable food. Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, speaks today during the conference afternoon session. By the way, aside from Connor, farm groups don't have a prominent role on the agenda. Neither do food companies. But Shane Grant, CEO of Dano North America, will appear in a panel discussion with Susan Bain, director of FDA's Center for Food Safety and Applied Nutrition, on the topic of enabling healthier choices when people shop, work, and play. Vilsack, this is just the start. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack tells AgriPulse that the conference is just the start of the long effort it will take to implement the recommendations in the White House National Strategy for Reducing Hunger and Diet-Related Diseases. He noted that the Women, Infants, and Children Nutrition Assistance Program wasn't created until seven years after the first White House Hunger Conference in 1969. What these conferences do, it is elevate the topic, he said, in an interview on the sidelines of the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture meeting in Saratoga Springs, New York. Bozeman, White House should have reached out. A top Republican of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Senator John Bozeman of Arkansas, says the White House should have sought broader input from lawmakers. Proposals to expand SNAP and school meal eligibility would have to go through the Senate Ag Committee, as would some of the recommendations to increase incentives for purchasing fruits and vegetables. While there are issues raised in it can address at a bipartisan basis, much of what has been proposed reflects one party's priorities, Bozeman said in a statement. The president needs congressional support to turn a number of these proposals into law, And with Congress closely divided, it takes reaching across the aisle. The lift becomes much heavier when the product lacks the bipartisan input it deserves. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak 
after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Senate Ag Committee has proposed a trio of pending nominees. That includes Alexis Taylor, President Biden's pick to serve as Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Services at USDA. Also approved were Jose Emilio Esteban to be USDA's Undersecretary for Food Safety. Vince Garfield Logan, nominated to be member of the board for the Farm Credit Administration. By the way, Senate Foreign Relations Committee Chairman Bob Menendez, the New Jersey Democrat, has a hold on the nomination of Doug McCallop to be the Chief Ag Trade Negotiator in the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative. Permitting reforms dropped in funding showdown. A continuing resolution that's needed to avert a partial government shutdown advanced on a 72 to 23 procedural vote in the Senate last night. That after the measure was stripped of permitting reforms sought by Senator Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat. The CR, which would keep the government funded until December 16th, includes an extension of authority for USDA's mandatory livestock price reporting system. The new fiscal year starts Saturday. Baldwin introduces bill to update rail service obligations. Senator Tammy Baldwin, Wisconsin Democrat, introducing a bill to expand the common carrier obligation governing railroads. The measure also would give the Surface Transportation Board additional criteria to consider in overseeing the industry. The common carrier obligation is a 40-year-old rule that requires railroads to provide, quote, transportation or service on reasonable request. That means companies can't simply deny service because it would be inconvenient or unprofitable. The bill would require railroads to provide service, quote, in a manner that meets the shipper's need for timely, efficient, and reliable rail service and fulfills the shipper's reasonable surface requirements. The bill also provides additional criteria for the Surface Transportation Board to consider when looking at rail cases, including the impacts of reductions or changes in the frequency of service. Now, take note. The bill is backed by an array of ag groups, including the National Grain and Feed Association, the American Farm Bureau Federation, the American Soybean Association, the National Corn Growers Association, and the National Association of Wheat Growers. Enviro Group goes after RFS on endangered species. EPA's failure to examine the impact of renewable fuels development on endangered species is a serious enough violation to warrant withdrawal of the biofuel usage mandates going back to 2020, the Center for Biological Diversity said in a court papers filed Tuesday. A brief filed in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit says that the increased biofuel targets will worsen, quote, water pollution and habitat loss, 
harming threatened and endangered species, including a pallid sturgeon, whooping crane, sea turtles, and dozens of other species dependent on healthy river ecosystems and ever-shrinking native grasslands. EPA hasn't completed interagency consultation required under the Endangered Species Act, the group says. Finally, here's today's He Said It. Everything can be improved. It's not like we've perfected the county committee structure. That Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack on the Equity Commission proposal to consider replacing the existing county committee system. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, September 28th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.